Hello, I'm Heather Keck. And I'm Andy Keeter. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the 43026 podcast. Our goal is to pro- provide content to inform, promote, and unite our community. This podcast is brought to you from our studios at the Hilliard Chamber of Commerce in wonderful Old Hilliard. The Chamber has a long history of fueling connections, community growth, and helping local businesses thrive. Welcome to the Tuesday edition. It is June 28th, and our guest today is, again, a long-term Hilliard guy who's also been on the Hilliard School Board, and he's got some fun stories about Hilliard. We're excited to bring you Mark Abbott. But before then, Andy, what's going on in Hilliard this week? I just want to help everybody be aware of our 4th of July um, celebration this weekend. Um, since 4th of July is on a Monday, it's a little odd this year. But uh, You're a little odd. Thank you. Sorry. My kids have been around a lot, so... <laughs> Uh, Hilliard's Freedom Fest will take place on Saturday, July 2nd at Roger A. Reynolds Park. Um, we have a uh, nationally known music guy. And Dylan Scott, Alexandra Kay, and Lee Gant, those nationally known music guys, are going to be there giving you a free concert. And my, my son is really excited about Dylan Scott. So um, that'll be at Roger A. Reynolds Park. There is also the really large kids zone and all kinds of stuff for families to do. 20 um, local food trucks. And, of course, after the concert will be our fireworks. At dusk. Yep. And then the parade this year will be on Monday, July 4th. Um, a few changes from past years. Uh, it will begin at 9 a.m. I think it's traditionally been a 10 a.m. start. Um, those of us that walk in it will appreciate the the hopefully less heat this year um, and it's got a new route this year it's going to start and end at the fairgrounds in the past it usually started at the fairgrounds and ended at Darby High School or at the United Methodist Church this year it's going to do a loop and come back into the fairgrounds so please check the parade route on the city's website to make sure before you grab your chair you're on actually the real the real parade route, the real parade route. so thank you guys That would be awful. Welcome to the 43026 podcast. I'm kind of excited today. Not only do I have a uh, guest host because Andy is spending the weekend with his family, how dare he, but I have a friend here too. It's kind of exciting. Um, Guest host today is Libby Garrock, president and CEO of the Hilliard Area Chamber of Commerce. Uh, happy to have you here, Libby. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. I just have to walk up the stairs. It's really easy. Yep, that was not a bad commute for you. And then our guest today is Mark Abbott. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, Mark is a longtime Hilliard resident, and he'll tell you about that. And a former school board member, and actually, so is Libby. And, believe it or not, so was I. So uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about school stuff. But otherwise, Mark, welcome. Um, and like, just tell us about your Hilliard history. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so I moved to Hilliard, I think it was about 1989. Um, moved here just before, went into sixth grade. Um, so That just made me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know. And uh, so... 
so yeah, so went to moved here, went to Hilliard, Hilliard Elementary, which does not exist any longer. What was um, it? What what is it what now? What building? Yeah. Um. Gosh, I'm not even sure exactly it's where the, it is now. Yeah, it's it was the the sixth grade building, and now it's the junction. What do we call it? The hub. The hub. It's yes. The hub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right at that corner there. Correct. Oh, so it was Station Sixth Grade Building. Yes, it was. That was okay. regenerated to that. Was rebuilt yes, for that. Yeah, gotcha. once they tore that old building down and, and rebuilt. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so moved here, um, went to school here, still live in town, stuck around. So uh, my wife is a teacher here in the district. She grew up here as well. So Did you meet in school? Oh, yes, we did. We uh, had a lot of mutual friends, so, so we knew each other in, in high school uh, and then started dating I graduated a year ahead of her, and so after my freshman year of college at the University of Dayton, woo, go Flyers! I uh, I came back, and she was graduating, and uh, yeah, and the rest is uh, history. Actually, next week is our twenty-year anniversary. So, ooh, that's a big one! Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, so stuck around here, love the community. Um, have two daughters who go to the Hilliard School District. Uh, one is a going to be a junior at Bradley. One is going to be an eighth grader at Memorial, and they keep us extremely busy. And actually, they just both got home from 4-H camp today. The hottest Very week cool. ever. The hottest week <laughs> to not to be in a cabin with no air conditioning and, and power, no power going out. Yeah, and, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I think they're they're glad to be home. They had a lot of fun, but glad to shower in their own shower. I bet. <laughs> and, I take a nap in their own bed and be in the air conditioning. And... I never did 4-H, but I did Girl Scouts. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I remember those yeah, really hot, mosquito-filled. Mm-hmm. We had to do, we were intense. Having to we walk even a half cabins. a mile we to were a in, bathroom. Yeah. We were intense. That was, yeah. That was I was tough. in Boy Scouts growing up, but it wasn't the best. I didn't have the best leader. And it wasn't around here, so I don't know oh, okay. anybody under the I bus was like, here. But hmm. It was... We would get like the canoeing badge for shoveling the guy's driveway in the wintertime, <laughs> and like it was, it was kind of a self-serving. Kind of a, a little bit. Of that. <laughs> so interesting, um, but it was fun. It was you know hanging out with my friends, so that was good. Um, so you um, you went to high school here, yes. graduated, went to UD. Did mm-hmm. your where did your wife go to college? She went to Ohio State. Okay, so the Ohio State, the Ohio the, State University. Ohio so State. it was you know kind of a long term relation or a long distance relationship. Uh, at, at the uh, beginning, but it was it was good because she would come and visit me, and I would come back home and visit her, and and uh, yeah, so that obviously worked out pretty well. So, so do you, tell us a story, like tell us an old like a a story that you remember from high school about Hilliard. Oh, geez, um, or about a place that doesn't exist anymore that you cared about or you liked or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I just remember. Um, and one of the things I, I remember, and actually my buddies and I still talk about this. So in, I think it was maybe our sophomore year uh, or junior year, we were taking astronomy as, as a science elective. And the teacher would have star parties. So we would, I don't know, whatever, once a month he would have a star party. He'd break out his huge telescope. We'd go down to the park. So we would um, just drive around. We'd stop at Big Cheese Pizza, which is, I think, now a dentist office on Main Street um, I even remember it being that great of a pizza, but I remember the name <laughs> stuck out to us. It was sure. Big Cheese. We'd grab a Big Cheese pizza and go to the star party and hang out in the park and look at the moon or whatever through the telescope. So it was always... That's uh, kind of a fun story. Yeah. 
drive around and listen to Cypress Hill and, and eat big cheese pizza. So <laughs> Great Hilliard memory. <laughs> okay, so um, you went to you went off to college, yes. you come back and what's your first job? Yeah, so I went to Dayton, uh, got a got a degree in civil engineering. So um, through the summers I interned as uh, as a technician basically at a small um, civil engineering firm, geotechnical soils engineering firm in Dublin. Um, she, the neighbor uh, I had growing up across the street, a uh, good family friend was one of the owners of the company. So that's always helpful. Yep, super helpful. So worked like there through say, the summer. It's more who you know than what you that's know. That's right. That's right. So once I graduated, I went to work there. Um, worked as a project manager, project engineer, for several years. My last role there was managing the construction services department. So managed the staff of folks that would go out to oversee any kind of construction, residential, industrial, commercial, um, kind of watch over site development, look at foundations, test concrete, things did like that. Did you always live in Hilliard or did you like go and get an apartment in Dublin? Um, so for a very short couple years, we had an apartment townhouse up off of Sawmill Road, Snoffer area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, bought our first house in Gulfview Woods. Okay. Which was awesome. Had a bunch of friends that lived there growing up. And uh, so it was, it was kind of fun to be back in, in the, the old neighborhood. So Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so you definitely, you didn't leave for very long. No. No. Just really for the, the four years of college and then maybe a couple years up in our apartment. Otherwise, I have lived here and in Hilliard. And you found Dublin to not measure up. Didn't quite, uh, <laughs> didn't quite measure up. No. So, yeah, when we were looking to buy a house and start a family, certainly wanted to come back into the Hilliard area. So tell me something about growing up in Hilliard that made you say, yeah, I want to, I want to raise my kids here. Yeah. You know, I think it was one, just the, and certainly it was a much smaller community back then. uh, And it's grown. um, Like the things that we have downtown here now are just amazing. Um, But so it was a a smaller community, but, but one, I think it was really just the school district um, was probably the biggest, the biggest thing. Uh, My wife and I said both, uh, went through the Hilliard schools and just love the experience, love the staff, love just the different opportunities that, that we were afforded as, as students and certainly wanted our, our children to go through that school district as well. All right. So then um, at some point you left that first job. Yes. Yeah. So I went back to school, got an MBA and I started it and I thought, you know, once I graduated with my undergrad, I thought I will never go back to school again. <laughs> as, as many people say that. <laughs> Um, so then several years later, went back to school, uh, to Franklin university for an MBA. And I thought, I'm going to try this. If I don't like it, that's okay. Ended up loving it. Um, so it was a fairly quick program, a couple years, uh, got my MBA as part of that. I was getting really part of the program. I had to have a coach, uh, through, through that program. And many of my, and we're not talking like basketball. No, not a basketball coach, <laughs> but like a business coach, kind sure, of a, okay. a personal coach. And many of my, my fellow cohort in, in school just picked their boss, you know, somebody else that they knew through work. I chose Doug Maggie. I had been a longtime uh, family friend of the Maggie's. Huh. 
Doug Maggie, folks, I was, think we both all know him a little bit. Was maybe also on the school board. He but was on the school board. We really do know other people. I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a big town, but it's not that big. It is. Um, but yeah, so I had asked Doug, and really, um, the the intent there was for me to find somebody that I could really relate to, that I could talk to about, hey, I'm learning these things in school about business and finance and, and whatever. And to ask him, like, how has he, he seen that play out in real life and not just kind of theoretically, academically? Um, knowing the Maggies for, for a long, long time, their oldest son, Trevor, and I actually went to preschool together, um, even though I lived out in West Jefferson at the time and they lived here in the Hilliard area. Uh, so we... Uh, she years ago went back to that pre- preschool and checked it out. And he's another flyer, I believe. Another flyer. We went to so do each other in preschool. Went to when I moved back here. We ended up going to middle school, high school together. Lived together in college for a couple years. Um, still uh, family, family friend. Actually, technically now related, as he is married to my wife's stepsister. So I did not I did know, know that. Know, I did I not know that relationship. Yep. yep. So my kids oh, my have gosh. always called him Uncle Trevor, and now he is literally Uncle Trevor. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. So do you remember how the two of us met? Through through the Maggots, certainly. Yes. And to, we used to go to, uh, was it down to Dale Hollow it on was. houseboat it trips? certainly was. Take the boats and the jet skis. And <laughs> yeah, so that was probably, what, early 90s? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was, we took my family. You were there. Yep. Um Trevor, Troy, Maggie, obviously, and then um, Sue and Dennis were there, too. Yep. So it was quite the experience. And I just remember having um, playing the game Scattergory. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that one word that everybody came up with? No, I don't the recall. Atrium? Because um, I know with the, the Maggie girls, with Maggie, Molly, and her sisters, it was Helsinki. <laughs> and it was, it was Troy also going, and he could always be whatever the category was, and he put down Helsinki, so that was the word. I feel left out. was Helsinki. <laughs> it was so hilarious. I remember the trips. Today. I don't remember that specifically, but it was always so much fun. Yeah, and Dennis ramming the houseboat onto the shore, and you were in the back. All yeah. of a sudden, I see you and, and Trevor poking your head, like, what the just happened here? Yeah, that was, those that were, was fun. Those were fun those times, fun. for yeah. sure. So anyways, um, yeah, I asked Doug to be my coach. Um, through that process, I ended up just loving the the idea of having a coach and and someone to kind of help talk talk through things, ask questions. So I went and got my own certification, uh, doing uh, like business coaching, leadership coaching, things like that, personal coaching. Um, so through this, I'm still working at the engineering firm, and and I loved being a manager. And not everyone loves being a manager. I think a lot of people a lot of people love the title. I think if I could get rid of the people, it would oh, be yeah. great. Um, I think that's probably most managers. Yeah, and I was very different. I loved like having conversations around growth and development and performance management. And people thought I was nuts when that time of year would come around. Did you like firing people, though, Mark? That was never, never right. really fun. That's always the hard part, That's man. always the hard part. And, uh, yeah. And, and Well, sometimes you probably do like firing them just because you're like, okay. But by now. You're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's, it's. You have to sometimes. Yeah. It's for the organization help, helping them find yeah. another path. So oh, and that's a good way to put it. Way to look. Oh wow, that was very good. Yeah. So found I, I really love that that coaching work and started looking for a, another position, kind of doing that. that. I mean, that's a little 
extroverted for an engineer, I would think. Yeah, too. yeah, I was not uh, not the the typical engineer in terms of personality, maybe. Um, but I ended up finding a position, and oddly enough, it was a, it's a small company up in Dublin. It's called Northwoods. It's a software development company. Build software for like the social services arena, so social workers that are out investigating child abuse, huh. working with families, managing foster care adoption. So that's that's who our customer base is. Um, good people. Good yeah, good so it's people. it's a great great organization, great culture, um, and it's one of those places like I did not know anybody. Didn't have I ended up, you know, once I was hired, found all these connections to people that I knew, but. Um, but yeah, so so went to that organization to do training and development internally, and now I manage kind of all the talent and culture work uh, at that at that company. It's pretty small, about 120 people, but so I'm on the HR team there. So you know, civil engineering to HR yeah, makes a lot a of big, sense. Yeah, that's, that's a big that's a big difference. Yeah. yeah, but still very cool. That's an awesome story. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's been great. I, it's. Uh, Actually, today's what's today's Friday, right? So this summer we have summer Fridays off, which has been amazing to have, to have some long weekends. Gotta go. And, yeah, <laughs> you're your and own like, boss, Libby. Oh, I think yeah. you could take summer Thursday, Friday, and Monday off. Our, our break room is uh, is literally a big bar, and um, so it's it's pretty laid back. You can wear shorts and flip flops to work, and that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah, and that's the environment that businesses are going in, mm-hmm. especially with people working well, from home, yeah. right? Yeah, right. they want to get them back, but it's just like, well, I could be in my pajamas right. here, but um, so, but shorts and flip flops yeah, is almost works. as good. Yeah, that works. Oh yeah, yeah, and we actually had moved into a brand new building, um, rehabbed a big, a big building right on the corner of Rings and Blazer Parkway, moved in. February of 2020, oh, we were there about good timing. Yeah, perfect. About three weeks, and then everything shut down. So then we all worked from home for however long that was. COVID time is uh, makes things really blurry. Yeah. And and but most of us are back. We still have even pre-COVID. We were very flexible. So if you wanted to work from home, you wanted to work at the coffee shop, you wanted to work wherever, or you had an appointment, had to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it was had a lot of flexibility. So um, kind of went basically went back to that. So some people here are local but work from home every day and some people go into the office every day and with gas prices I kind of do a little bit of both so go in right that's a good a idea. few days a week and stay home a few days a week so and then at some point you got involved in, in the schools in the schools yes so um and I'll blame come back to Doug Maggie on this and blame him blame. A little bit. <laughs> so actually um so Dave Stewart, who is the current superintendent, uh, when he was principal at Darby, my wife was a teacher there, and certainly she knew him uh, through work. Uh, I had known him a little bit, um, certainly had known um, a lot of people on the board, either that were current at the time or uh, had been, been former board members, and um, Dave had somehow got me involved in, I think this is like back in 07 or 08, it was one of the redistricting committees. Uh, so that was kind of my first involvement really with the school district. Okay. Um, and then from there, continually was uh, just different task forces and committees, um, was a financial accountability and audit committee, um, student, student housing committee, various Various things that I had been involved in, gosh, for almost 
it's probably about 10 years uh, doing that. And, and through that time, several people, Doug uh, in particular, would say, hey, why don't you run for school board? Why don't you run for school board? And the kids were, were young. And Doug as kind of my role model in a sense of like that's, I saw him being everywhere. He was so busy with being on the school board and all, all kinds of events. And I thought, oh my gosh, my kids are way too little to be that involved in, in things. Um, you know, my wife was a teacher. And I she think didn't have it's a lot easier when your kids are littler. I mean, well, of course, I, I always had they to be were, a babysitter. But when they get yeah. older, you want to be at like some yes, of their events. Absolutely, absolutely. But it was you know, my wife working and not having a lot of flexibility as a teacher. Sure. Um, and, and the kids being really little and, and not really independent yet. Um, but finally, it got to a point, um, was it 20, 2016, 2017, um, that, they were, that they were old enough to be able to be home for a few hours by themselves if, if the two of us were gone. So, um, so Andy was running for uh, city council at that time, I think for his first term on city okay. council. So there was going to be a seat open. Um, Paul Lambert and Lisa Whiting were running. Their seats were up as well. Uh, they were they were running again, so I ran. Ended up being the three of us running for three seats. Um, That's a pretty nice thing. Yeah, to that was. I never got that. It was awesome. Um, did you ever, Libby? Did you ever run on a post? No, <laughs> never on that ticket. It was always, a, which you know, it, it, that's fine. I think it's rare. No, of course, it is, it is rare um, to do that, and you know, you sometimes you want that competition, so it does. You can really sort of sift out who you who the best people are. And oh, I'm yeah, so glad no. you were one of those people who won. Yeah, no, it was, sure. it was, and it was a great experience. Um, a ton to learn. And I think even after, you know, in my fourth, fourth year of my first term, it was, I was still learning. Sure. It was a ton to learn. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was great. So what were some of the major accomplishments with that when you were on school board? You, you know, were president at one point. I was president. I was actually, um, president during the 2020 school uh, mm-hmm. 2020 calendar year and looking back had had I known what was coming three year or three months down the road I don't know if I would have said yes to that um, but it was it was challenging dealing with COVID and I think you know one of the things um, I'm still really really proud of is just how we made it through that it was there was not um, an easy decision to be made I think as a school board Oh, and you had 50% of the people saying no masks oh, yeah. and 50% saying masks and, yeah, and they I wanted think their I kids out and they wanted their kids was, in. And... It wasn't just 50-50. <clears throat> it was a third of the people wanted no masks, oh. a third wanted masks, a third wanted something in the middle. Um, so, yeah, so it was it – was, sometimes it felt like a no-win situation. Oh, for sure. Um, but, but I was really, really proud of that we would try to use data – We'd make a decision. We wouldn't draw just kind of arbitrary lines in the sand and change our mind. Um, you know, did everybody agree with, with the decisions? Absolutely not. Um, and that's true in life. But that's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, when it's, I was at school where we didn't have those kind of controversies, right. we had controversies, but not that specific. And you cannot make it 100%. You know, it doesn't yeah. any decision. Yeah, but it was, it was a great experience. Um, another accomplishment, I think, was just hiring a new superintendent that's yeah. what i was yeah exactly what i was gonna say as well yeah yeah and and yeah that's a big undertaking mr stewart sure. back to it was a huge undertaking and, and getting mr stewart back into the district was uh, a big win a big amazing win 
I hired him when I was on school board to be the principal <laughs> at Darby. So things always sort of come back around. Full circle, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's great having him uh, back. I think he is doing an amazing job. It's an amazing team. Um, but yeah, then I ran. So I was, did that for four years, ran for re-election, and didn't win, um, which was which was a bummer, but I... It's, it's how it goes sometimes. And no, and I'll say that that last election cycle was just such a different one than I think we're used to, and it was not a reflection of, of you or anything you not gave to all. the board. Um, I was lucky enough to spend two years on the board mm-hmm. with you before I got out December 31st, 2019. <laughs> Timing is everything. That's right. I had so many people got, walk up to me and go, you're the luckiest person ever. I'm like, that that is not luck. <laughs> that well. is forward thinking yeah um no and and you extremely conscientious board member uh, always prepared uh asked good questions and if you ever wanted to run again you would certainly have my support Absolutely. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it for sure for sure it was it was interesting it was you know those first two years versus the last two years were were very very different it was like the first year is kind of that typical quote-unquote typical school experience of being on a school board dealing mm-hmm. with normal things um and then COVID happened and then it was two years of anything but normal and to the point where it was like gosh what what were we worried about six eight ten months ago a Correct. year ago right what were the big what, things what, we were thinking what, about right like, what, what are we arguing talking about? about building a building at one point like, what, were, what were those things that were important back then um but so after after i uh so this, this past spring, uh, not being on the school board, I really wanted to stay involved um, with the schools. I'm still on a couple um, committees and, and task forces. Um, but I also am doing some, some contract kind of consulting work as a performance coach through the district management group, um, working with schools out in L.A. Oh, so, very cool. So working with uh, this past spring, I worked with two schools, two elementary schools, working on... Uh, looking at kind of chronic absenteeism and, mm. and coming up with different approaches that kind of stem that. And, and it was challenging. It was interesting work, um, working with two groups of uh, two teams out in L.A. that were in a wildly different time uh, than, than us. So and thankfully, my, my job is very flexible where I can, I can take a break at 3 o'clock in the afternoon while they're at, at lunch and, and have a quick Zoom meeting or whatever. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah. Would you almost say being a coach for like an elementary school is it similar to being a cheerleader? <laughs> um, it was. It's a little bit. A little bit. It was. It was very interesting to to work with with those schools. They were very small schools. LA is just enormous amount of people. Just an enormous school district, and so th- I was working with these primary centers that were kindergarten, first grade, second grade. And, and I know where you're going with the cheerleader. Okay, good, because it really was yeah. a segue. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought that softball. I saw yeah. that softball. It was, but, uh, it was definitely softball. But one of the things I, I really noticed in that in that process is that even though it this, L.A. is this very big school, they, they have guidance counselors that were servicing multiple buildings. And one of the things you know, came to help me realize and be so grateful for in Hilliard is just the amazing staff and the amazing resources that we have as a, as a community uh, with the school district. Um, just an amazing team of leaders that are, that are doing great things. Um, and I know district management group had done some work with Hilliard schools, but 
I don't think to that level. Um, and frankly, I think it's we don't need it. We've got such an um, amazing um, group of folks from the staff to the administration to, to everybody across the board. Yeah, Dave Stewart was on our podcast and he told us there are 2,000 employees. Yes. And that is just a big number. A big it number is. for our district. It is. Huge. Huge. So, yeah, no, I agree. I feel like we have ev- we've got everything covered. Yeah, so in, in cheerleading, um, I'll, you know, swing it back to that. Um, certainly. Will it, you herky it back to that? I, like that's, you don't, you don't that's the only that. jump I remember is a herky. It's a okay. Oh what you can't see is Libby's look at me, and it is a cheerleader jump. It a is, herky. It is. I was a cheerleader in fourth grade for one time. I'm a, certainly a cheer dad. My my oldest daughter has been doing cheer for years and years and years. Has done all star cheer and now cheers at the high school level and. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun to be at you know Friday night football games and and watch her on the sidelines um it's uh and it's just it's a proud dad moment yeah exactly yeah. and, and seeing how much fun she is having doing that so and uh and she's a great kid yeah she seems to be doing very well doing very well doing very well in school good student getting ready to to get her driver's license here in a few weeks which is very scary it is scary but if you're listening in your car this is this is happening in Old Hilliard several days or weeks ago. Don't pull over. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And then, the thank you, thank you to our police and fire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully she... They, that noise wasn't my daughter. Yeah. No. <laughs> I would have mentioned driving. <laughs> right, and yeah. all of a sudden the Mentioned driving, right, oh, yeah. Cause and effect. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, she's doing great. And, and my youngest daughter is... Not a cheerleader, but she is more of the musician and theater. She's a performing theater. arts. Performing arts, yeah. for sure. Does she sing? She sings. Does anybody else in your household sing? I sing. I know. Yeah, I sing, too. <laughs> so you have a band. He has a band. I do. I do. I've sung and played guitar or played bass in bands since high school. So. What was the band's name? Back oh, my gosh. So the one in high school, we were called Liquid Muffin. Very <laughs> 90s. I'm going to need to understand that. Very. I have no idea where it came from. Yeah, you just don't want to say it on the podcast where it came from. But it was... And muffin was P H I N, so you know, very. Oh, cool. That's even weirder. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. You really had to stretch for that. Got it. But it was fun. It was uh, myself, and then um, Bill and Joe Patterson, the Patterson oh. brothers, um, played yeah, it was guitar. With Wet Darlings. Yep. Yeah. Joe, yep. I didn't realize you guys that. Are from the Wet Darlings now. I did yep. Know that. So we uh, did a lot of covers of Rush and um, just you know variety of variety of things. So. Um, I yeah, don't so, like Crush. I'm sorry. Okay. I realize a lot of people do. My husband yeah. loves them. Well, Sees them every time it's their final tour. <laughs> so like, you know, 50, 60 times. Yeah. I'm just not a fan. Well, I guess maybe that's the reference for the level of musicianship that, that they had um, as high school kids. At 17, oh, yeah. That's fair. True. Um, they were awesome. I was just a singer. I didn't really provide any talent to the group besides, you know, being able to... Being the forward face yeah be the face a little bit uh, but then I, when, I, when I was in college I, I played played bass in a band uh, for for four years and that band was called fortune's fool um, I don't know where these named I think we just throw names into a hat I was gonna say two words yep. yep just throw darts at a board <laughs> yep exactly and then I, when I came home I played with a bunch of buddies uh, from high school and that was a band that first it was called Joe boo and then it was <laughs> The Michael Farrell band, and then just oh, that's at least original. Yeah, so it was it was 
I think every show it would it would change names. So so don't have it on the drum. On yeah, the bass no, no, because that would ruin it. Yeah. No, and then now at work we have we have a band at work and we built a big stage and and the owner of the company bought all the equipment and drum sets and guitars and amps and PA and so now that we have summer Fridays every other Friday we go in and have band practice so we can play loud and not bother anybody. Anymore. So where does that group cool. perform then? So we just play at um, just different company events. Okay, so, so it's a Northwoods. Yep. What's so, that band called? Uh, again, no name. Team Northwoods. Yeah, yeah. the Northwoods NW, band. NW, Northwoods. <laughs> um, yeah, so, or the Jeff Turner band. He's <laughs> the drummer. So. Okay. That. He's a Hilliard guy, too. So. Oh, Hilliard very rules. Cool. Guess we'll have to have him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I still sing, play guitar. Um, not nearly as good of an artist as, uh, or as Sophie is. She, uh, my youngest daughter, she, she sings. She sings in choir at school. She sings in the acapella group. Um, oh, wow. She, uh, she plays in the band. She plays percussion and plays marimba. She had just oh, purchased a, a giant, like, seven, eight-foot-long marimba. Does she use the four mallets? Why she hasn't she? got there yet. Oh, she will. Because she she's will. She's that talented. She will. And, uh, but she's, she picked it up so quick mm. uh, in sixth grade, and she is doing amazing. Good. She, wow. she has a, a vocal recital tomorrow. So she's a busy girl, and then she's she does a lot of theater things as well. Every, any, she could be the next Jessica Robet. Yeah, so so we we took her to to see Jessica, and oh. it was, I figured that'd be a great yeah great story for for her. Yeah. And I ran into you at Wicked, so yes. I know you took her to see Wicked. Yep. So try to get out and see a lot of theater things and and music and for her birthday, the Smashing Pumpkins were playing here in town, and one of my, one of my favorite bands from the nineties. I like them. There you go. We yeah. do. Like, and I thought about taking something. her to see the Smashing Pumpkins for her birthday, but my my wife said no. <laughs> Not that she said no. She's like, I don't Nicole think she, put the hammer down. I just think she won't be into it, so which is fine. So did Nicole ever even consider wanting to work anywhere other than Hilliard? Is that was that no, her goal no. so and her she, dream? Yeah, she grew up. You know, obviously grew up here. Um, originally was from the Youngstown area, but but grew up here in, in the Hilliard area since. She, about the same time, late elementary school, um, went to school to be a teacher, and this is where she wanted to be for sure. That's and, awesome. Uh, that says a lot, I think. She's about doing a the great time. job. I mean, the you know, she's had really good. My daughter had her. Yeah. yeah, she's an English teacher. Has uh, worked both at at Darby and Bradley for several years. In both of those um, both of those schools, did the did the yearbook for several years. Um, which is really cool because she was on the yearbook staff when she was in high school. Oh, very cool. At uh, Regina Myers. Uh, oh, anybody knows gosh, Re- yes. Regina, Mrs. Myers. And Fabulous. Just had a great experience with that, um, and so a great role model for her. Um, but now she has a role doing, uh, kind of working in central office as, um, working with all the K through 12, or I'm sorry, 6 through 12 English teachers throughout the district as, as a coach, uh, instructional coach, and helps with curriculum building and just cheerleading and cheerleading. She, <laughs> she coaches cheerleading as well. So, so, um, I don't even know if you'll remember, maybe you will, cause it was probably a little more traumatic for you, but, um, you, you hadn't been on the board very long and I had picked my daughter up from school at Bradley and I'm driving home down Davis and Emily goes, and I'm like, Oh my God, there's a car accident up there. And Emily's like, yeah, that's Mrs. Abbott. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. So I grabbed my phone. I, and I wasn't even sure if I had your number in my phone yeah. and I found it. I'm like, your wife's in a car accident and you're like yeah i'm gonna go <laughs> so, 
So yeah, um, that is the sometimes that's like the my danger. the first time I ever called Mark out of it <laughs> was because we're driving by and, and Emily just like completely she's just like yeah that's Mrs. Everett. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe we should tell her husband. Yeah, the danger of driving around high school kids, I suppose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that so, parking lot is crazy. Yeah. And my last kid just left. Mm. I'm not sad. sweet sorrow. I'm yeah. not sad. <laughs> this is not sad. This is a good thing. But that's cool. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, just a, for us, anytime we get to tell stories of people who Grew, like grew up in Hilliard and mm-hmm. said, this is where I want to raise my family. And that's important, I think. And I think it's important to our town to hear, like, I, I know there are people who come and go. And there are some people who think, oh, you know, there's not really tons of people who stay here long term. But but there are. And for good reason. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate you being here. Well, thank um, you so much for having me. I obviously appreciated your service on the school board and would support you in anything you did politically in the future. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me over today. This has been great. The 43026 podcast is brought to you from our studios at the Hilliard Chamber of Commerce in fabulous Old Hilliard. The Chamber has a long history of fueling connections, community growth, and helping local businesses thrive. This episode was engineered by Heather Keck, original music by Kaylin Sipple. Thank you.